0: He's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Hey, what's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. In this episode, I wanted to look at training camp, and I wanted to look at five Indianapolis Colts who I believe need to have great training camps in order to make this final 53-man roster so, just to clarify, these are guys that I think are kind of potentially fringe guys on this roster. I think they're going to have to have tremendous training camps in order to stay on this roster. Uh, some of these guys more than others, which is why I have a top five list. And I'll start with my number five. And this may be a little bit controversial, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. How about Jacob Eason? I mean, we think he's going to be the number three quarterback, but Frank Reich and Chris Ballard have said Jacob Eason's not just going to get handed starting position, he's going to have to work like anybody else to make this final 53-man roster. Um, now, I do anticipate him beating out Chad Kelly for that number three quarterback spot, but it still is a competition uh, nonetheless. And so I think Eason needs to stay sharp. He needs to continue to do what he does. Um, he can't afford to get timid because, you know, the Colts have they, – they, they've had moments where Chris Ballard's not afraid to admit his mistakes and move on. I mean, you saw that a couple of years ago with another fourth-round pick, Zach Banner. He didn't even get out of training camp. I mean, the Colts cut him, like, really, really quickly. And so that just tells you that Ballard wants the best players out there, and he's okay cutting even some of his draft picks. So I think Ethan just makes the list for me there at five. Honestly, there's not a ton of unknowns at this point, which I think is why Ethan's on this list. Uh, number four for me is Jordan Wilkins. Now, Wilkins right now is projected as the number four running back, and that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, especially with the addition of Jonathan Taylor. You already had Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines ahead of him on the depth chart. So I think for Wilkins, uh, I hope they keep four running backs because I think especially with the lack of offseason and kind of the youth and inexperience at wide receiver, you should probably roll with four running backs as opposed to six wide receivers. That's just my opinion on it. And so Wilkins has been very effective when he's carried the ball. That's just been the issue. He just has not gotten a lot of reps sitting behind Marlon Mack and now presumably Jonathan Taylor as well. But I think Wilkins can offer some special, some special teams help. And I think that he can be very valuable piece, especially like we saw last year when Marlon Mack missed a couple games the number four running back at that time, Jonathan Williams, he became incredibly important all of a sudden. So I think it's smart to uh, keep Wilkins on the roster for that and also for his contributions on special teams. But I think he's going to have to continue to do what he does. Um, I don't really have any worries about him doing that, but I think potentially could be a cut. I know I've seen some roster projections where Jordan Wilkins has not made the final 53-man roster. I ultimately think he will, but I think he's going to have to continue to prove to the Colts coaching staff over and over again why he deserves to stay on this roster this year. Uh, Number three for me, hot rod, Rodrigo Blankenship. He's right now in a kicking competition with incumbent Chase McLaughlin. Now Derek and I have been very vocal in thinking that Chase McLaughlin has the upper leg right now um, in terms of the kicking battle, just because he has experience on his side. He's got familiarity with this Colts team um, and Hot Rod's coming in with no preseason games. So it's really going to be do or die for Hot Rod. He's going to have to in- wild wow coaches in order to win this kicking battle. And I think that's just what he's going to have to do. Because if he doesn't, if he's just pretty good and Chase is pretty good, I mean, I would give the advantage to Chase. I think unless Chase McLaughlin is completely terrible and Rodrigo Blankenship's just blowing him out of the water, I don't know if I see it happening. Unless Rigo's ju- Rodrigo's just – incredible in camp which could happen you never know he's got a monster leg so we'll see what happens there but you know really whoever doesn't win this kicking battle it's not like they're just going to be the backup like they are not going to be on this team more than likely so I think that's why I have it a little bit higher than some of the other guys who I think even though um, Jordan Wilkins will probably still be number four, and even though Jacob Eason will be number three, I think that I'm pretty confident they'll stay on the roster. Not so much with Hot Rod. Uh, number two for me, uh, a wide receiver to Fountain. Now, Reese had a really strong end of training camp slash preseason before that injury happened that took him out of, of the season last year. I really like what Reese was doing in the preseason. He was really playing some good games uh, the last couple games of the preseason. Uh, And I think it's a big year for him. I really do. I think he's got to prove a lot. The Colts added more depth to their wide receiver room in the draft, obviously with uh, drafting Michael Pittman and Desmond Patman. I think Reese is going to be in a competition with Patman, um, with Marcus Johnson, even Ashton Doolin. I think the Colts are going to keep five receivers, but if they keep six, he may have a chance to compete there for six. But he's going to have to prove that he can play on special teams as well as contribute as a wide receiver. So I'm very interested to see uh, what he continues, if he continues to build off of that strong training camp he had last year, and if he's fully recovered from that injury. It'll be very interesting to watch for me. Then number one for me, I think this one is pretty obvious. Maybe it's not, but for me it's pretty obvious. That's Tyquan Lewis. Tyquan Lewis, this last couple of years, he's been a major disappointment uh, for where he was drafted in 2018. He was a second round pick and he's just not even come close to scratching the surface of the value the Colts gave up to draft him uh, in that season. So uh, Tyquan Lewis, this is a big year for him. The Colts have beefed up that defensive interior a lot. I think Tyquan Lewis still has a shot at the defensive end starting position. I don't know if he's going to win it, but I think he at Maybe at worst, if he stays on this team, will be a key backup. But I could also see the Colts uh, electing to potentially cut Lewis and move on from their losses and maybe give a guy like Robert Windsor a chance, the the sixth-round pick this year. So for me, Taequann Lewis has the most to prove by far this year. He's been a major – up to this point, you can call him a draft bust. Um, He's been a bust up to this point. But he still has another season to prove his stuff – Training camp will be the big time for him to really show out. Obviously, right now with pads not coming on, there's not a whole lot that we can fully tell. But for me, when pads come on, Taekwon Lewis better be ready to go because Chris Ballard gave him a big talking to at the end of last season and really a, a swift kick in the butt like Tyquan. This is your last chance to shine. I really hope Tyquan Lewis shines, especially for the value the Colts got him at. But uh, it's really going to be up to him, and and he has to have a strong preseason, I think, uh, to have a chance at being on this roster this year. So what do you guys think? Was there somebody I missed? Was there there a number that you think should have been a flip-flop? Let me know in the comments below. Thanks, guys, and go Colts.